Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Aaron Carr Skincare. Of, of dying alone together clip extravaganza hashtag daddy new vacay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's also you're probably listening to this on my birthday i think when this is slated for when this, this is... is this is the last week of december oh sweet right so we'll be back brand new episode no clips brand new episode from for next week for our new year's welcoming in 2022 uh guest tbd but Today, we're going to finish our favorite moments. So last week, we both picked a favorite moment. We're going to do that again and some more clips. Um, before we do that, let's just talk a little bit about like our like our 20, now 7 episodes. Like our, our like what are your takeaways? What have you learned? How do you feel? Like talk to, talk to me about our journey into podcasting. I, um, I mean, it's... I, we've we've I'll be a little bit of a, a broken record talking about how we've collaborated many times before. Yeah, yeah. This new venture, um, it doesn't feel like work. Mm, that's like, and I mean, that's you know, podcasts are conversations, and I think we just have like the right kind of a uh, you know banter. And, and yes, it does not feel like work from the person who does not edit these podcasts. Whoopsie! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like work. I just kind of like show up and talk. No. Yes, that is exactly what you do. That's exactly what I do, and that's what I, that's my truth. That's my truth that's with it. Truth. I, I may yeah. ask you to run the Instagram. Oh hey, hey, you know, I could afford to, to put in more effort because I'm enjoying it so much. That's the other thing. Like I, yeah, I mean, uh, Jack. I didn't think you approached the right person just because of the the phrase of the apps and how I wasn't there. But on the apps I met, whenever Jack mm-hmm. approached me about um, doing this, but I feel like I couldn't be more wrong now. Like this, I'm glad that I I was like, you know what? Uh, yes, and yes, and and I, you know, I gave I I think in our very first episode I gave you love and light or or, or the end of our first recording day maybe. Yeah, and it's because it, it, not only has this been fun. Mm-hmm. And has led to new conversations and meeting new people mm-hmm. and, and really expanding, you know, my creative universe and honing in on skills and editing skills. And it, 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 it enhanced a lot of things. But it has also, um, you know, I, I do go to therapy. So I, I do regularly talk about stuff and feelings and this and that. So I'm, it's not like, this is my therapy. No, my sure. therapy is my therapy. Right. But this has enabled me to sort of, I've even said it on episodes where I'm like, I'm in a situation and I do a little bit of what would JJ do? Or a little bit of like, because JJ thinks differently than I do and Mm -hmm. he has a different perspective and he has a different outlook on certain things. And it's not that I always like agree, but I at least like (laughs) think about it. And I'm like, oh, maybe this person's, and it's less about me, but like um, um, if I'm trying to figure out the motives of someone else, it Mm. gives me a broader basket of possibilities. Yes, yes. I think I've gained that from you. That's not a phrase broader basket of pop. where the fuck did i get that you are an original writer that's right broader that's that's, right. that's the end that's how this episode a broad <laughs> basket of possibilities that doesn't mean anything i don't know what that is but yeah it just gives it, it's more options to choose from of how this person's behaving yeah by hearing other people's like um where they're coming from right, like it's like the couple episodes ago with cody and like learning what he was thinking in the moment or like right. this and that i now have just more i have a bigger imagination from 
how why people do what they do and say what they say. Uh, like an inevitable consequence is to kind of broaden horizons and broaden right. fruit baskets or whatever. <laughs> broaden fruit baskets. Two fruits in a basket. I don't know. I, I have nowhere to go with this. So uh, you let off last time, so I'll lead off this time. Yeah. Uh, I want to do a moment from our live show <gasps> because the live show was so fun. Yeah wild <laughs> and um i want to do so i mean we haven't done another one since I, I i'm working on it i would love to do more live shows i thought it went really well uh loved our guest so i'm gonna do our our our, our guest segment which was a game where you know what i remember from it so i i constructed a game where you had to guess how I reacted to people coming at me weird on social media apps or yeah. on, on dating apps. Right. Like if someone did something strange, you had to like guess the possibilities of how I handled them. Mm-hmm. I remember watching your face as the game went on and seeing the increasing horror of how I just take a sledgehammer and knock these people down for acting crazy. Mm-hmm. And you were like at the end like, Oh God, I don't, I don't even know. I don't want to know what you did. <laughs> like, was, yeah. And there was, a, I remember there an audience, a verbal audience. So what? And it's, it's your friend. You have to tell me who his name is later. Yeah. But I remember, like, I, I, like, I revealed. I was like, actually, what I did was blank. And I hope you hear it in the audio. But there's this moment where an audience member goes, "Yo, Jack is wild." <laughs> I mean, and he is. I'm out here in these streets. Um, it evoked very uh, candid reactions. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was enjoying. I was eating up every moment of it. I loved it. So here is, here is Jack. What have you done from our live show at Dixon Place? Oh dear God! So here we go. We're gonna go back and forth. You have to guess. Okay. And come close. Jack, what have you done? All right, and I, I'm a little These bit. Are, at, I'm at an advantage because Brandon doesn't know you as well as I do. I think anyone listening to this for the last 20 minutes has a real clear idea of who I am. And how naive ah. I actually am. Anyway. Right. I did a little research. I've, I've listened to some okay. of your podcasts. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, these are all true. I have not embellished these at all. Oh, God. I might need a drink. In 2019, I received a message from a Tinder match saying, first message, quote, that haircut had to be an accident. JJ, what did I do? <laughs> Oh God! Uh, committed homicide. Um, are you, so I mean, no multiple choice. Uh, no. You come as close as possible. You attacked their family. I don't know. Close. Whoa. Okay, Brandon. Wait. Oh no, 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 no. One, one. We'll one, go one, next time. So what happened actually was um, I first asked him. I was like, "Does nagging usually work for you? Does oh, right. this like work?" Ooh. And he went into a long tirade about how he likes to do this early because he likes to make sure he doesn't date someone who takes themselves too seriously, and I obviously do. <laughs> we then went into a long conversation um, back and forth um, where he eventually said something like, oh my God, I'd do anything for this to be over, and then blocked me. Okay. I screenshotted all of it, including his profile, which contained written out his Instagram name. So then I put those in my story, tagged him and his work, and said, are all of your personal trainers dicks? Yo. <laughs> Jack, That's just you get so the point. Do I, okay, you attacked his livelihood. Who, who is paying you for this? <laughs> so labor? not family. <laughs> oh 
Jesus Christ. It's question one, you guys. It's question one. They only get worse. Oh, okay. Oh, also, uh, some of his friends messaged me in my DMs being like, he's a really sweet guy. You shouldn't do that. And I told them to eat a dick and die. Oh, my what? God. Question friends number two. Brandon. Jesus Christ. These get worse. In 2007, a Match.com match from a 30-year-old, a 30-year-old man, pictured in a navy suit, pink bow tie, self-described as straight and interested in women, matched me, a 25-year-old Jack Tracy, and he responded, his first message was a response to something that was in my profile. My first line read, young professional, dot, 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 looking for love, whatever. And his first message was, you're not that young. What did I do? (laughs) Sorry. Wait, what year was this again? Could you read 2007. it? 2007. 2007, and you weren't I'm sorry, young? I'm trying to do math. I have barely heard the question. Uh, so he's... Okay, okay. I mean, My profile says, there's young professional, and he said, you're not that young. This is all very painful for me to hear because I think you're both very young <laughs> from where I'm sitting. But I would, uh, if, I were, if I were that age, Jack, I think you'd probably say something about glass fucking houses. You know what I mean? I said, mm. close. I said, well, and apparently you're not that straight. Ah. I'll give him the point. Yeah, we'll give him the point. So no, we're tied. We're tied. Just, that's exactly what you said. You should consult for other people. <laughs> so <laughs> for, for saltier replies to other people being assholes. <laughs> JJ. Hey. In 2020. Okay. My Tinder profile contained a line about being interested in men who enjoyed thoughtful conversation about life, politics, art, something, 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 uh-huh. something about conversation, thoughtful conversation. All right. I matched someone and sent the first message, which was a, hey. His response to me was, is that your idea of thoughtful conversation, question mark, do better, period. What did I do? Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, Okay. Oh, shit. Jack, I, like, if I answer the question... What have I done? If I get it wrong, it's like, I think you're a terrible person. If I get it right, it's probably that you're I'm a terrible a ter- person. I'm terrible yeah. either way. We're there at least. Okay, at least we know. My brain's broken. That's Great. Fine. Yeah, we know now at least. Um, so because it was 2020, I'm going to say you... Um, I don't know. You uh, checked in on their mental health, but with, with a jagged edge. I replied with... With all of that charm, it's shocking you're still single. Okay. I don't think I get Pretty that. light. Yeah. Pretty light I for me. I took context clues of 2020, and everyone's freaking out. Anyway. We'll give you the point. Ugh, okay, Follow up. He replied that he has no problem finding men, and I shouldn't be worried about that. And the only reason that he matched with me is because he pitied me for having crazy eyes. He <laughs> then said, um, I responded with a, wow. And then he went into another paragraph dissecting all of my pictures telling me that he had all of the time in the world to teach me a lesson on how to talk to people remember I said hey uh, he had all the reason to teach me a lesson about talking to people because he just started a five day vacation and he has all the time in the world to teach me a lesson what did I do um, alright I need, I need your help now I think I know, I'm I trying know. to think of something like what did wildly I do? elaborate like, like uh-huh. girl with the dragon I will burn this place elaborate. to the ground you know can I? Can we all can like? I, can I, I want something that, that involves like wigs, like mm. you know, like Julia Roberts running from her battered husband and sleeping with the enemy, like mm. a, a phony death, like like plane mm. tickets. I want something that's really like God. espionage heavy, you know. Mm-hmm. We're happy with that answer. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Like he's on vacation. Go spoil the fucking vacation. Yeah. So what I did is I, and there we have it. Oh shit, Brandon. What I did is I clocked Do three things about this exchange. 
First, that he was just started a five-day vacation. Second, that his profile only listed a, a, a letter as his name, just the letter M. So I decided for the rest of this exchange to call him Melvin. And I also noticed that because he would write these paragraphs in response to my one word, I correctly flagged that this is someone who could not allow me to have the last word. Knowing that about him and that he had just started a five-day vacation, five vacation, I engaged in five days of continuing to message this person to make sure that the entirety of their vacation was spent arguing <laughs> oh with me. See, Kept I them mean, on the hook the entire time ahead. until he finally... I revealed what I was doing on the fifth day, told him I hope he had a great vacation. Right. He blocked me and then went on my Instagram and started trolling all of my photos. <laughs> and then I screenshot all of that and put it in my story for content. I, I will give you the point. Yes. Okay. But for him to be like, hey, You're I started a vacation plug, and I've got all the time in the world. Oh, I will race you to the bottom of that barrel. But I'm, well, I'm going to, like, he obviously wanted to oh, not yeah. be on vacation, right? He wanted right. To, con to fight. Right. So, you did him a deed in a way. <laughs> I'm sure he came. Yeah, okay. Where was good, the, good, do good, you good. know where the vacation was? As long as we're all coming. No, I know. I don't Was he alone on the stage? Like, I want to know I don't understand now. any I know. of it. Like, I'm writing a Lifetime movie in my head about yeah. this one right now. All right, we have another multi-part. All right. JJ, in 2020... Last year. I matched with a <laughs> sexy therapist... Yes, it was. ...on Tinder. Mm. And upon matching, I said hi. Hi. He replied, hello again. Oh. I guess you changed your mind. Oh, whoops. I responded with a question mark, and he said we matched months ago, but I called off our date by telling him that his dick was too small for me. Wait, he said... That I said that to him. Oh, he said that you said that to him. What did I do? Um, ooh, God. <sighs> I, uh, can I, I think you might have asked him for a dick pic just to make sure... That is the answer to the next question. Oh, fuck. What I did yeah. was I quickly raced through my texting history, because this does not, yeah. as wild as those other things are, yeah. that is not me. Right, no, no, no. That's why you'd have to investigate. I looked for these messages to try to figure out, like, right. how would, I would, I would never do, like, and how did that come up, and how did, like, how did any of this happen? Right. So I'm, I'm researching. I find nothing. Okay. I then sort of do some amateur regression therapy to try to, like, resurface these memories, looking at his pictures, like, do I recognize this okay. person? Sense I guess I kind of recognize him. Don't remember any of sure. this. So then I engage him in a bit of conversation to try to get to the bottom of it. I'm like, are you sure I'm the right person? Because I would no. I would never just say that. Like, yeah. that would... And there's no... I mean, there is such a thing, but there's... I, I'm not a huge size queen. Like, that's not... It just doesn't no. sound like right. me at all. Yeah, yeah, That's what okay. I would, you know... So... Get a dick pic out of the exchange. And then I, I asked him, I was like, do you mind showing me these messages? Because oh. I... I, like if I, I can't imagine I ever said that to you. Sure. And he was like, no, I only have the memory of your cruelty. <laughs> And this violin. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. So I said, okay, well, I think at the very minimum, what I can say probably happened is the conversation before our first date, like, got sexual and we started trading pictures. And then the first date didn't happen. And you, like, interpreted that that was why. Oh. But I, no, it wasn't. I would never have done that. No. It pro I, I honestly don't remember and I'm sorry. Gotcha. Is what I said. He said, that's cool. So how have you been? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, what did I do? God. 
<laughs> this kind of reminds me of, of this one time I hooked up with this guy with a massive dick, and he was really into being told that his dick was too small. Oh wow, like, that was his thing. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, like he wanted, and I was like, I've seen that before. Uh, I just, I'm just not that good of an actor. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, so like, it was, it's really, it was not really that difficult small. for me. Uh, but what did Jack do? <laughs> um, do you have ideas? Um. <laughs> he was. Just he wanted wait. me to call it small, and I was like, "It's like okay." We are at the end you of this burp one. It, but it's bad, but sure. Eventually, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So, what I did was I looked at. I thought that it was weird that he still wanted to talk to me. So I looked at the the um, uh, the profile again. Noted that he was a therapist, and so I asked, "Can you please walk me through?" And and then I also thought, like, wait. If he, so he recognized me immediately. I matched him, not knowing that I had seen him before. He recognized me, has this memory of me being terrible, apparently, and decided to match anyway and send that message. I said, walk me through that decision process. Ooh. Walk me through your decision process of doing it like this, instead of just like right. not matching me because right. you think I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I have a lot of issues with my family, and my, my mom and I don't really get along very well. And then he has just issues of general rejection, and he thinks he's probably taking some of that out on me. And then I told him he was full of shit, no, and that uh, an he was... moment? No, JJ. I'm too sweet, apparently. I said that <laughs> I think you thought the best way to second chance at me was to insult me, uh-huh. and then use this as some sort of like like manipulation to make me feel bad, and then to try to pivot into a fucking date, which is creepy uh, and weird. He said... Well, that's a very interesting theory. Would you like to have our next date to talk more about it? JJ, what did I do? Oh, no. I don't want to be right. <laughs> I really hope you win. I'm hoping that I'm wrong. But did you say yes and then continue to ask him questions on the date about his, his, his psychology? No, I asked him if his dick got bigger. Oh my god! Okay. That's Points all around. Fuck. Oh god, Jack, you're such a bad person. So that these people <laughs> keep going. These people have deserved <laughs> okay. all of this. I agree. I don't. Okay. <laughs> so we have a tie. So we need a tiebreaker. So oh. for our final story. Oh no, I'm sorry. We're not at the tie yet. Who just answered, JJ? We're, We're not Brandon. Right oh, we still have another one. If you can guess, everyone's getting points. <laughs> in 2020, I had a date with a man that we had a great connection, and on the first, uh, and heavy sexual energy. So it started off actually early in the pandemic. We had a FaceTime date, and it went really well. So we both decided to get tested and then meet. So then we came over to my place. Yeah, two of the tests. Yeah, um, good clarity. The other stuff, like, I just kind of like, roll the dice. So fucking responsible. Uh, no. like, <laughs> got COVID tested. He came over. Like, we watched TV. I made him dinner. We had a really great connection. Things were going really well. Great sexual chemistry. Turned into makeout. Turned into a lot of groping. Turned into well, this is possibly going to turn into sex. And I said, you know what? I actually kind of see that there's potential relationship potential here, and I like to like wait a little bit. Oh. So like, I don't want to have sex with you right now. And he agreed, but we still kind of groped a bit and like such and such. And before he left, he went to the door and I said, oh, you forgot something. So then I dropped to my knees and pulled out his dick and put it in my throat and gave him a winky face and then sent him on his way. Uh, So It's 2020, of course. Right. So then he comes back for date three and it's going really well. And we start (laughs) discussing the Democratic primary. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He's, we argued over the fact that he's a self-described centrist who thought Ben Shapiro had some really interesting points and AOC was a real nutbag. 
I reminded him Ben Shapiro was a transphobic bigot. We still had sex because the chemistry was good. And 30 <laughs> seconds after he came, he told me, 30 seconds after he came, he told me, well, being gay and not supporting Pete Buttigieg, aren't you the real bigot? What did I do? <gasps> what? What? Um, How did we get so that far? over. Right. Uh, did you marry him? <laughs> I continued fucking him to this day because he has a great dick. No! But I did not continue dating him. Now we have the tie. Oh, great. So for the tiebreaker, you will both get your chance to get to answer this question, and whoever comes the closest wins. Here we have it. In 2019, two years ago, pre-pandemic, January, February. Yes. I had a super hot grinder hookup with a doctor. Um, our chemistry was off the charts. We both sort of clocked it in the moment. Post-sex conversation was really great, and we both expressed interest in actually going on a proper date. He goes home, and on his, his Uber home, we have a cute little text exchange back and forth. We talk about, you know, what our schedules are, and we both decide, because we're both really into to music, we were going to make Spotify playlists for each other to, like, this is my music, this is your music, this is what we listen to. It's all very faggots. cute. Right. Faggots. Fag- <laughs> That's so faggots. Never right? earned the word more today. <laughs> so I, we, we have this talk, we send Spotify playlists, and I said, okay, well, let me know uh, you know, what your schedule looks like for our date. Mm. I never heard from him again. Oh. Three weeks ago, he messaged me on Scruff, and I did not recognize Two him. Two years later. He said, long time no see. How did you spend the pandemic? All good on your end? I apologized that I didn't really remember him, and he reminded me, oh, I was the guy who fucked you and then asked you on a date but ghosted you because my ex resurfaced. Apologies. Would you like to go to dinner or maybe start round two? JJ, what did you think I did? Oh, you give us no time. Um, Final oh, question for the win. <sighs> um, God, did you decapitate him? I don't. Um, I bet you. I know it involves wasting his time. Um, you know me so well. I do. You went on the date. You said let's date, and then um, ghosted. Three. And then ghosted two him. years later, yeah. says. Oh, I'm recapping. I know, but I, I think that's what you did to him. I think you set up another date and then goes to him, maybe. That's, like, my best that I can do right now. Brandon? Brandon? I think you made a, a Spotify playlist of just <laughs> You Ought to Know 50,000 yeah, times good. and sent him a link. Oh, yeah. it was like that better. And a bag that's full of really shit. Good. I don't know. That's really good. <laughs> so what I did is I said, um, I, I don't know if I really want to go on a date with you, but, you know, I'm thinking about it, and the sex was really hot, so we could definitely do that again. You know, that could be fun. And he was like, oh, cool. Um, I'm actually really horny right now. Could I come over? And I'm like, well, I'm, I work. I'm working. For, I'm home, but I'm working for him, so I can't do it now. But like, I could do it like tomorrow at 7. Okay. He's like, cool. Yeah. And so then the text, you know, get a little flirty. And I'm like, can you remind me, you know, what it is I'm going to be getting? So he sends me a picture. And then I send him a picture. And then he gets even more sort of like the things that he wants to do. And he's one of these guys who talks about us. He calls us cum babies. You know those? Yes. He's like, oh, you want my babies? Do you want my babies? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I, and then I just keep getting into it. Oh, yeah, I want those babies. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be so pregnant by the time you're done with me. I want all of those babies. Oh, baby, I'm going to be so full, daddy. Oh, I'm going to be so full. Goes on all night, hotter, videos, texting, frantic. In the morning, wakes up. He's stroking, thinking about me. Text me a video of it. I'm so excited to meet tonight. All day, texting, texting, sexting. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. I'm hopping in the shower. I'm headed down to the subway. What's your address? I never responded again. Oh, <laughs> well, hey. I think we both get points for that then. That was fun. 
which means both of our audience members win the vibrators. In a post-pandemic world, uh, Omicron variant aside, uh, I've really prioritized self-care. I don't think I was doing a lot of it during the pandemic, though that whole period of time is quite hazy. Uh, I definitely wasn't washing my face every morning like I used to. I definitely wasn't moisturizing like I used to. Certainly wasn't brushing my hair or making my bed. And I've really made an effort post-pandemic to like get back into good habits. And one of those you know, good habits, honestly, is skincare, which is why I'm very happy to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Aaron Carr. Aaron Carr reinvents natural skincare with daisy flower, aloe, willow bark, marine algae, and green tea to brighten, lighten, hydrate, tone, and cleanse. They've upped the ante with safe, clinically proven ingredients like peptides, hyaluronic acid, and antioxidants because, darlings, natural ingredients simply can't work alone. The result is a universal skincare line that addresses conditions ranging from acne to aging with superstar, non-irritating, natural, and clinical actives for every skin type. And of course, they are cruelty-free and their products are never tested on animals. So darlings, here's your chance to have your cake and eat it too. You can indulge your skin with top-of-the-line naturals and keep it healthy with top-of-the-line science. Hashtag trust science. Some secrets are just too good to keep, so you can share Aaron Carr with your friends and family and become a skincare hero. For great skincare solutions, go to AaronCarr.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-C-A-R-R-E.com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Because of your support, they support us. All right. So, um, yeah, another peek into the psychology of Jack Tracy. As dark, this, dark place. As this show has uh, provided us a plenty and we can never Don't get... Don't start no shit won't be no shit. We can never get enough of it, though. So, you know, and it's 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 a... What a treat. To, to just, <laughs> what a treat. What a treat. To, to witness evolution in, in both of our behaviors, I think, because <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Mm. Um, talking about learning, though, I uh, picked a favorite segment to, to uh, you know, uh, do a flashback for because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a heady person. I'm introspective. I like, you know, the wisdom that uh, can be uh, fostered or the, the, the gems of knowledge and, and shared experiences that we can kind of um, gain from on this podcast. And I w- immediately, our uh, interview with Joe Conroy came to mm-hmm. mind because he, you know, had, oh, oops, he is a uh, collaborator of ours who had a lived experience that I don't know. It's just having him on the show was a different subject matter kind of in some ways, but I'm so excited about just talking about life. And God, Joe has lived some life and I can't not think about that when I think about the cool things that have come from this podcast. What I remember is you and I both being visibly teary. Oh my gosh. As he was te- like, we were looking at each other like, we're not going to cry on this episode. It, well, yeah. 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 It was v- deeply moving. So hopefully you were moved as well. This is, uh, this is our interview with, Good friend, director of photography, uh, regular collaborator, mm-hmm. Joseph Patrick Conroy. Yes. Uh, the last time I was at your place and we were editing uh, my most recent music video, um, uh, you we had to stop for a moment because you had just gotten papers from the court to sign that um, uh, solidified your, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but sole custody of your daughter. Yes, yes, correct. So it was, uh, yeah, across the board custody of pretty much everything and that was about this august it would have well, this september it would have been going on eight years 
uh, that I was, that I was dealing with, with that. And I really thought that it was never going to end. And even my lawyers were like, you know what, this, in a situation like you're in where the opposite parent is litigious and really Mm -hmm. wants to have their own way. And like, they won't relent. They're like, okay, well, maybe he's up by like 20 to nothing, but I'm going for the three point shot kind of a thing. You know, it's just, it just, I thought it was never going to end. And, um, it just, it just kind of happened one day where, you know, um, her, her legal counsel was just like, you know, I think, you know, the client and I realized that this is the pretty much the end of the line and, you know, uh, here's what we'd like to do. And it just kind of worked out that, you know, whatever I said that I wanted, you know, out of the custody, they, they agreed to. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was, it kind of, it came out of nowhere. Not that that was a bad thing, but it was just very, very surprising that, you know, that at that point, you know, she folded the game. She's like, okay, I'm out. That's it. You know? And, and that was, that was, that was the end of it. So it was, it was a long, long hard road uh for for quite a while that literally happened with jack over at your house like it was in the other day oh wow okay just getting contact that's really incredible keep going keep going well i'd love to know so eight years obviously uh uh we we only have a a 20 minute segment (laughs) but um um talk to us about how this all started uh well i mean it started off with you know i i was married and things weren't great uh, in the marriage a little bit, maybe on, on both sides, just kind of two people who met and, uh, just for one reason or another, were not compatible with each other. And then you put a baby in the mix and that, that kind of complicates things exponentially. Uh, and then did, did you make, did you, and, and again, you can, you can, if any of this is off limits, just tell me it's off limits. But when, when you, when you decided to have a child or you had, or maybe it was a surprise, I don't know, but however it came about, where were you in the relationship at the time? Did you, did you know things were kind of, you know, maybe not great or um, what what was the temperature of the relationship when, when the pregnancy happened? Uh, It was, it was actually good. It it was very, you know, things were going well. And this was, this wasn't one of those things where like, oops, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, now yeah. what are we going to do? It was, it, we were, it was mutually agreed upon, you know, and I thought this was the person that, that I wanted to, uh, to be with and we could start a family and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was mutually agreed upon. Things were, things were going well at that point. And it wasn't until after um, my daughter was born that everything just kind of went downhill very quick, not even downhill. It just kind of like went off a cliff and just, hit the jagged rush at the bottom. Yeah. So, so then I assume this all the divorce proceedings and this was all sort of part and parcel, like the, the divorce proceedings and now, in, you know, initiating a, a custody battle. Um, right. Yeah, it was, they were actually, they were actually, they were separate. Um, okay. Yeah. So there was, there was the divorce stuff, which happened a good five years ago, but because the, um, you know, the, the the custody was in family court and with a separate set of lawyers and all that kind of stuff. Right. It just, that was what just kind of just dragged on and dragged on and dragged on. So I, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this in particular is I don't think we hear a lot of stories of a father um, seeking and then obtaining mm-hmm. full 
sole custody. Um, is that how it started? Um, can you just talk to me a little bit about your um, your decision that, that that's what you wanted and 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 why? And, and did your lawyers have any or did, it, did your lawyers have any thought about that about the difficulty thereof? Well, at at first, at first, it was it was very heavily heavily weighted on the mother's on the mother's side, even though um, at at that time there was uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. uh involved um but it's it's yeah you're right it's it's really they kind of side with the mother first no matter what happens and then they investigate so it's almost like it's a presumption of of yeah capabilities yeah it's like the mother's the one that can take care of the child not the father even though the father might not have done anything it's in the child's best interest to be with the mother until we figure it out otherwise and that's really what what yeah. Dragged, dragged it on for, for so long, you know, and involving mental health stuff. There had to be, um, uh, you know, evaluations and yeah. all this other kind of other kind of stuff. So that, you know, that dragged on and you know how legal things go. I mean, there's no really such thing as swift justice. It, it really drags on and it just does not, you know, it, it does not go quickly. And there were times where like, oh, so-and-so hasn't showed up today. I'll see you in two months. You know, so a lot of those happened. I mean, it really dragged itself out. Uh, just lots of things that, like wrenches in the works, left and right. You yeah. know, um, so it was it was a very long, hard road. So how how did you? Because you know, we we whenever you know, JJ and I, our, our experiences are mostly with uh, 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 breakups of you know just months to whatever right and or and if, if there's anything if there's any third party it might be an an animal <laughs> um so i like um what how did you go about um managing your daughter's awareness along with probably her necessary involvement yeah. in what was going on how did you how did you manage that well, it was probably since the first visitation order that I got, which was maybe seven-ish years ago. Um, it, it was explicitly from then on uh, stated in, in each of the court orders that it was not court was not to be discussed with the, the child. Right. You know, so I never really really discussed anything with her until. Uh, ACS handed uh, my daughter over to us uh, about uh, three, three years, about three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, No. Yeah. Three years ago. And then, you know, once, once that happened, she came to live with us. I had to have talks and say, well, you're here for a safety reason. And, you know, I mean, I, I basically said it in, in such a way that, that, you know, a six-year-old could understand what was going on. And I said, there were, there's a difference between, you know, if you, if, if your leg is broken or if something is, you know, wrong with your brain and that's kind of what's going on here. And, you know, so I, I really, I, I guess I really had to kind of dance around and figure out what I want to say. And like, this is why you're here and why you're staying with us. Right. Um, because it was an issue with, with safety. I mean, I think my daughter knew that there was something off 
uh, yeah. that was going on when she was at home. But it's what I mean, as a kid, you just don't, you know, you, you don't know normal. exactly what, what the deal is. You know, you're like, okay, is this really how it's supposed to be? Because this is weird. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that my home life was off until a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> exactly. I look back on mine and like, wow, we were, we were just total disaster. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, you know, you, you want to talk to your, talk to your child, let her know what's going on and say, this isn't what, what I wanted for you from the beginning, yeah. but nevertheless, here we are, and this is what's going on. And, uh, I made it a point never to, to say anything, um, negative about her mother. I never talked bad about her. I never said, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, that's not my, that's right. not my part, part in this, you know, my part isn't to turn her against her mom or say, this is this, these are the bad things about your mom. You know, I just, I said, you know, and I still say this, I said, you know, whatever relationship you want to have with your mom, that's up to you, you yep. know, knowing, knowing what you know now. And, you know, I will not stand in the way of you talking to her or seeing her as long as you're safe. Um, mm -hmm. But you're going to have to decide knowing what you know about how she is, what, what you want to, what kind of a relationship you want to have and how you want to progress as you're, as you, as you become a teenager and then, and then an adult. So I really just kind of played it that way because that's, you know, I, I feel that's what, a, that's what a parent needs to do. They don't, you know, yeah, it, it's not right to use them as, as a, as a, a piece of a chess game, you know? Right. Um, so I really just tried to, to play it straight, no matter, you know, my thoughts on, on her mom or anything like that. Um, yep. So I just kind of, you know, all the stuff that I would have discussed with the legal counsel uh, was completely kept away from her. So my job yeah. was always just, I, I, I need to be a parent. And that's, that's yeah. all part of, yeah. part of being a parent is to keep the kids safe, no matter how the other parents, you know. So is. when ACS turned, um, turned her over to your custody, you said, we, you remarried during this process. I did. I did. Um, and it just kind of, it just kind of happened. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't dating at all and I wasn't looking to because I was in the middle of transitioning from uh, a career in publishing to what I'm doing now, which is filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I, I, I have between, between the court stuff, between trying to figure out, you know, my position in this, in this business is which is where I, where I want to be. I just, I, I didn't have time to do any of that. Like literally there was, there was no time to even think of anything other than myself, other than finding my way in this industry. And then yeah. uh, I was introduced to, well, my now wife, by someone who's like, Oh, you should see this person. They're very cool. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go, I'll meet them and whatnot. And then we met and, you know, it was like from the first, from the first dinner that we had, it was like, I'm like, I'm going to be upfront with you. You know, I really enjoy spending time with you. And I think this is, this is great. And, but I'm in the middle of a huge spider web mess of, of, you know, difficulty and and uh you know all this kind of stuff and she was like well okay you know i mean i can 
I can handle that. And I said, well, can, well, can you though? I was like, yeah. right. I said, if you wanna, it's, it's tough. And you know, she, she has been um, like, how do I want to say she has stood by me through all the stuff that, that I've gone through. Like, that's why I kind of said like, do you really want to? Cause I was expecting her to like, after a few weeks be like, this is, you're right. This is too much. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to go. And she never did. You know, she stuck around. She believed in, in what was going on. She had a good, good relationship with my daughter. They became, I mean, it took about six months for me to, to introduce them. Yeah. But once I, once I felt like this was someone that, that I think my daughter should know and that I may want to have in my life moving forward, um, they, you know, they have just been, been really great together. She's motherly to her, but at the same time, she's, she's kind of chill and laid back, like, like a stepmom should be, you know, they do like, they do their movies and junk days when I have to work, like they'll get pizza and watch Harry Potter all day, that kind of stuff, you know? So, uh, I mean, I think that it's like to find someone like that in my position was almost like, you know, wow. I want pizza and Harry Potter. Can I, can she be my stepmom? I know. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? She's <laughs> You, you you can't we don't have the video once you can't see us but uh jj and i are both misty over here yeah listening to you talk about your your wife the um, other thing that makes me misty joe just to like seize an opportunity to tell you is that your ability to be eloquent and clarifying to your daughter for this incredibly complex nuanced situation and the way that you're talking about it right now with with so much clarity just speaks to how thoughtful you are as a person i think yes and i mean i yeah and i knew you as a thoughtful creator a uh, creative person who has idea and vision. Um, but it only makes sense that you're also thoughtful about life. And I don't know, this is the first time I've heard this story and it just, it speaks volumes to the kind of person you are. Oh, well, well, thank you. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I think I've been in, you know, rough times throughout my life. I'm like, Oh, am I going to make it through this? Like I was, you know, I, I moved to New York and a year later, I got laid off my publishing job and I was un- unemployed for like two years. And I was like, I had like literally no money. I had a place to stay and food and that was it. You know, I had nothing, nothing extra. And I was like, and I got through that and I was like, okay, well, that's probably going to be one of the worst times in my life. If I can make it in New York city and still eat and, and have a place to live, that I'll be okay. Right. On. And, but this came up and I was like, okay, no, I guess there's a whole other Mount Everest to climb here yeah. to, to, to do this. So I think that it was just one of those things that really, te- really tested me. Cause I've always been like, do, do you think you would have approached the long haul eight year battle uh with the the resilience and the the stamina and would you would you have approached it that way had you not had that two year of experience of of living through tough times and like did you did you come into this situation knowing that you were resilient and could survive and it would it would work out and it would be tough, but it would still work out in the end because you had already had, you know, battle scars. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I, cause I, I knew myself and I was like, I've had, you know, even before when I was in publishing, like, you know, I, I, I graduated college and then I, I dicked around for a while and then I got a job at a restaurant, which was, I love to cook, but not for a hundred people every night. So it was just like really not my personality and it was just very stressful and, you know, I, I feel like kind of, you know, there was, there were times there where I was just, you know, life really put me through the ringer. And the ultimate one was this, this thing with, with, with my kid, but really this, I, I didn't, I didn't do this for, for me, 
you know, I wasn't trying yeah. to, I wasn't trying to, to one up anybody. I wasn't trying right. to say, well, you know, plant my flag and say, I, I took this hill kind of thing. This was like, I, I'm, I'm doing this for my daughter. There's a safety issue here involved. And, you know, I really think that once, you know, I guess the only thing, and not that this is, this is a proper analogy maybe, but it's really people who have, who have pets, you know, that, that they'll, they'll do anything for them. And if something happens, you know, you, you'll, you'll put yourself in the way of maybe another dog trying to hurt your dog or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. Again, that's yeah. probably a poor analogy, but until you really have a child, you don't know that the things that you will be like, okay, uh, I'm going to go through this. This yeah. isn't for me. You know, I, I can't be selfish here and say, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this because there was a time where, where, where someone told me they're like, you know, I, I'm really surprised that you're, that you're hanging in there through all this because many, many men in your position would have signed off their rights years ago because they just don't want to deal with it. And they say, so, you know, so good for you for, for sticking it out and, and hanging in there because, uh, you know, it's been a long, a, a long journey for you and a tough one at that. So, yeah. And you're still learning what you're made of. Like the more love that you have, for someone and in your life, the more that you're capable of, as far as like, uh, the, the sacrifices that you'll make for them. And what a testament for that though. Yeah. And don't worry about the pet analogy. I've already told JJ that if I was holding both him and Maxie over the, the, the precipice of a, of a volcano <laughs> by JJ. Maxie would be the new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> that was on a different episode. Well, Joe, I mean, we could dig into this for hours okay. and I hope yeah, we can days. have you back to, to talk more about this. Um, but I, I want to thank you for coming on and yeah. honestly, you're, you're such a great dad and you're such a great friend and you're such a great creator. And I, I, I am, con- I've told you this privately. I am convinced that of all the things that you make and all the stuff that you like to do and the films and the horror stuff and the, this is your story, and I cannot wait to see what you make from it. Hmm. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's an honor. It's an honor to listen to you tell it here and now, and whatever way that it impacts your life from here on, I think you're gonna figure out how to turn it into something positive and how to make the best of it for your daughter and for yourself. And um, I have confidence in that from knowing you for sure. All right, so I was introduced to Aaron Carr back in, it was during the pandemic. Uh, So they were doing a promotion. The company was doing a promotion on Instagram with Sherry Vine, friend of the podcast, and Jackie Beat, one day, I hope, friend of the podcast. And uh, I just was like, oh, you know, here's a brand who's, who's, you know, wants to reach out to the LGBTQ community, is doing it through two drag icons and legends. So let me check into this company. So I, I reached out to the Instagram and we, you know, got a conversation going and uh, the owner was so lovely and sent me a whole bunch of free products and said she would love to work together. So I, I'm very happy to have this company with us here at Dying Alone Together. Thank this, thank this product for bringing you this podcast by uh, checking out their products. Now, uh, there are two in particular I guess I should only do one at a time. There are two in particular that I have folded into my regular skincare routine because I just, they're really great. So the one I'll talk about today is Revenge, which uh, (laughs) on brand, on brand for Jack Tracy to have a skincare product called Revenge. Um, I once told a senior associate at at a law firm, she asked me, what's your number one motivation in life? And I told her, spite. 
So Aaron Carr has a moisturizing face scrub with hyaluronic acid called Revenge. It is really soft going on. It has, you know, the little, like, textury little, you know, the scrub, the scrub shit that you put on your face and you scrub and it takes off all the dead skin. And I am constantly, um, humble brag, I am constantly uh, told that my skin looks great and I do not look like I'm about to have a 39th birthday. So, uh... I think a lot of that might be due to this uh, this face scrub. Can't can't vouch for that. Can't can't put science behind that. But um, you know, try it. So you can get the Revenge moisturizing face scrub and use it like I do. I do it once a week because uh, I don't want to irritate. I feel like doing a scrub too much is you can you can scrub too much. I feel like it's like it's like douching. Like you don't want to do it all the time because you're going to ruin the sort of the the natural environment. Anyway, Aaron Carr probably doesn't want me using douching as an example, but hopefully you laughed. What were we talking about? Revenge. Claim your revenge over uh, uh, the cruelty of the aging process at AaronCarr.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-C-A-R-R-E.com. Yay, new ads. Well, that's 2021. Wow. What? 28 episodes. Oh, gosh. I, like many people, do not understand the pro- progress of time. Like, it does... I well, and especially, like, I'm only starting to reappreciate time because pandemic felt like a vortex where everything either felt 10 minutes ago or mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I, and I'm like, I always go when I talk about the pandemic, I'm like, was that 2019? Was that 2020? Was that... It's what? A, yeah. And then everything before pandemic for me feels like 50 years ago. It's almost like uh, saying like time doesn't make sense is almost comically cliche nowadays because it no. obviously doesn't make sense to anyone. None of us understand what day of the week it is, I think. <laughs> we should also talk about uh, time mm-hmm. uh, and and like like the fact that time is not a constant. It's tied to gravity. Oh, it's tied to gravity. It's also tied to stimulation. It's right. attention dri- driven. Like well, there's perception mm-hmm. and then there's actual like passages of time. Right. Like, right. You, you, anyway, we don't need to get into that. That's, that's a different kind of podcast. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, um, it's been, it's been quite, it's One been week since you looked at me. Yeah. What a journey. What a journey. Well, we are going to close out 2021 uh, with uh, the back and back half of our episodes, our favorite moments from the Instagram clips. We're going to cue those up next. Um, to close out the year, I hope you have enjoyed the journey with us, that you will continue with us into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back with a brand new episode next week. Uh, it's only inevitable. Our cancellation is inevitable. Uh, for, for how 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 uh, honest and earnest we are. Uh-huh. Actually, I that's a joke because I mean it's a joke, but it's also like I think as long as you I think as long as you are honest and open, even if it's a tricky subject oh, yeah. or this and that, I think people are people are far more forgiving and far more like oh my god than than we give people credit for. Show your hand, admit naivety. Show your hand, admit naivety, and then and all oh, and the most important part of it is. If something, if you've done something, if if you if, upon retrospect, you were wrong or you feel badly about something, correct it yes. and apologize. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's all we need. That's all the world needs from you. Let's bring it more in 2022. Bring out more in 2022. So here is uh, some more favorite moments, and we'll see you next year. Happy New Year. I have uh, more notches are in the belt. I guess like I hooked up a lot before I had that decision. My STI screening was was totally negative, and that always 
Isn't that how it always goes, though, that whenever I expect to have something, it's negative. And then whenever I'm la 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 routine, oh, it's gonorrhea. Like, that's kind of how it goes. This is the name of my next DP. La la la, it's gonorrhea. <laughs> that's, an, that's a hit song. Yeah. La la la, it's gonorrhea. La la la. But I, that's just how it always goes, though, I swear. I think so. I, I agree. I agree. It's never when... I blah, blah, blah. 0% understand whenever people are either on Instagram or TikTok or this, where it's just like they take a selfie video and put it to their story, and it's just their face, and they're just... It, you look weird. You look dumb. Anyway. I've never been the this level critical. of confidence you have to have in your physical appearance to be able to do something like that, take it seriously, and not fear people like us rolling our eyes. I I aspire to that level of self delusion. But you know what? That we're talking about how sex is just super influential. It works, I bet, for them. Some of this, these See, people. This is a, it's a turnoff. Oh, yeah, and there's two. Me. Oh, there's no. two. And it's also now very... we have one where he's sticking his <clears throat> tongue out. No, I don't know why. I'm sorry. It makes yeah. me so uncomfortable. I hope I'm cre- he's so attractive, and he, I'm yeah. so creeped out. Yeah. No, this honestly, is a no. like this is a hard no. I maybe his his friends need to be better friends to him and let him know that that one's weird. <laughs> that's see, that's the thing. Yeah. Is that if you have pics like this, you don't have good friends. No, your friends should tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you are terrifying people. Uh, Since hey, hey, January thirtieth, twenty twenty one, we have the following. Hey, Mr. Good Morning. Hey, man. Hey there. Hey, man. How's it going? Around later today? Hey, man. Hey there. Good morning. Hey there. Good morning. Hey there. Good morning. Hey. Hey there. Hey, stud. Hey. Hey, man. What's up? Evening. Hey. July 24th, 2021, hey, that is six months of unresponded haze that he continues, and it has not stopped, and it will not stop. Can't stop, won't stop. You know what? What if you replied and he was, like, over it? (laughs) (laughs) What if you, like, what if this is his game? I think that might be part of it, because what the fuck else is he doing right now? Uh, Getting on my last fucking nerve. True. That was what he is doing. What interests me, the P word. So I think he likes his ass to be referred to as a pussy. That's okay. You had to dig for that a little bit, right? Because I was confused. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, the from, from the con from the context clues, gotcha. where everything in this profile is filmy faggot. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title of this. Uh, he's into barbells, butts, dicks, donuts, dogs. Aviation. Aviation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's got a running this joke. This is the funniest profile I, I've ever seen. I like seen. it. I'm going to whoof him. All right. He's, <laughs> he's That's hilarious. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. For our next segment, we have a ghost. <laughs> ghost? <laughs> That's going to the end of the episode. I'm clipping that, and I'm putting it at the end of the episode. Sorry. Oh, my God. That's so good. Verbally dis- 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 dyslexia. Anyway, oh. can't talk. All right. Yes. All right. Trying again. Take two. <laughs> okay. One second. And my headphones not on. Right. Let me fix this. All right. Now we're in better shape. Let's do this again. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Our next ghost. <laughs> I can't do this. Our next guest. Our next. I can't read the word host and guest. Okay. Let's do this again. Take three. I promise you guys. I promise. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about the ghost. Who is it? They're obviously oh there. Oh my god. Let's pretend this guy's name is Tony Masculine or something like that. Like it's almost that. I think I talked to him on Scrub. Nah, but he uh he was just like 
the guy in the locker room who would like snap towels and bend over and put his balls in your face. Like just kind of like really homoerotic but straight masculine energy on the Did football team. Did you grow up in an eighties like comedy? Kind like of. a Rod, Rod, what, what, Rodney Dangerfield movie? He was like movie? A, he was the standout for this kind of behavior because no one like everyone's like, oh yeah, that's that guy, Tony. We'll call him Tony. That's that you know. That's just Good so ball- him. Oh, that's balls in the face, Tony. Once shit in a pool on a dare at a party, like just a really like just this like only testosterone flowing through this person. He was the kind of guy who'd come up and kiss me on the cheek, and I don't know him that well. But oh yeah, just full of testosterone, just yeah. coming out, grabbing your ass, yeah. making out with you, shitting in pools. But it was the thing where he'd like look over man his- stuff. Towards the end of the week, I st- things start solidifying. And like, I'm going to pool parties, and I'm like at a pool party for a second. I'm like, I need to run to the bathroom immediately. Mm. Just because I was like, I'm not shitting in this pool. I'm not mm. shitting in this pool, <laughs> no. but I'm having my vacation. God damn it. So eventually, the last night, I'm starting to feel a bit better. Uh, we go to a party. I meet someone, and I'm like, let's roll a fucking dice. Oh, we shit. go back to his. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. Go back to his place, have sex. It all works. Wow. Everything's great. I spend the night. I wake up in the morning no. in his bed in a pool of my own liquid. Shit. I can't deal. I'm done. I'm close it. End it all. Burn the island down. Start it over. Now I just get like most of them are just like people who are like thousands of miles away who are just like looking around. That's like, why you have is... thirteen or uh, one thousand three hundred fifty four. Or I'm a very attractive person. That's right, JJ. I, I, well, hey. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm a very sexy person. Um, uh, it's definitely most of it is just travelers. And it's like, this is a waste of my fun. You're taking up space. Like, I'm not, this is not, I should be, I should have to opt in to say, yes, I'm, I am, I do want to waste my time talking to people on I kind of do sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, well, what's your dick look like over there? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. Sometimes sexting what is a up, point. What up, Atlanta? Let me see them dance. Well, that's also, oh, God, that's another thing that I'm experiencing again now that I'm back on Scruff or have been for a little while is ugh, I, I, like, retraced my steps yesterday after our recording session and I, because it's, like, the same walk. And I checked the corner where me and my friend were drunkenly making out and getting handsy and a little bit more than handsy outside because I'm like, yeah, the overall is definitely might have not held onto the wallet. Like, there's a chance that they came out of the pocket here. <sighs> I just am, like, looking in the mirror with these moments, like, this is you. that You can't change. It's just, like... You <laughs> 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 have not learned. You're never going to learn. You, <laughs> you just can't... Like, I'm looking at the f- ground of, like, the dirty sidewalk in Brooklyn, just being like, this is who you are, crawling around on the floor looking for your fucking shit. I was like, oh, so I, was, I thought he was like early, tw- late 20s. And I was like, oh, you're like, what, 27 or whatever? He was like, no, 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 and he's like early 30s. And I was like, oh, because I wanted to make sure you're not one of these. And I, I kind of shaded you a bit, JJ, but I didn't mention you by name. I was like, I want to make sure. I was like, so you're, because he, he, he asked me if I was single. And I, asked, I was like, so are you single or do you have like eight boyfriends and like you have like your tertiary and then like you like the couple and then like, or you just don't like labels on things. You just sort of like travel as sort of like a pack fuck squad. Like, like, so that's what I'm saying. And, and I said, oh I was my like, God. The question he's like, the gate. He's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't have that kind of energy. I don't, like, whatever. funny. (laughs) Right, because these days when usually a younger person is hitting on me, it's usually because they're looking for their seventh boyfriend. And it's Uh, like, uh, no. I, yeah, I don't know. I found poppers within the last, I'd say, like, two years because the bottoming journey, it's just, like, another thing that's available. Like, why not try it out? Sure. And it works. It works. 
essentially. And that was the problem is that it works so much that I wanted to cut corners, I think, and just kind of use poppers as my way of bottoming. And it sort of became um, uh, necessary and, you know, kind of a part of the thing for a while. Like I've even talked about my bottoming journey that um, early on, it was just like, oh, warm it up for a while, get rimmed for like 30 to 40 minutes first. And then I'm like, uh, you know, ready. La, 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 la. <laughs> Warm it up. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are waiting. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in order for them to have an accurate uh, idea of what you want and who you mm-hmm. are, you probably got to, do you filter yourself or do you talk like this? To them? No, I talk like yes. this. Yes. See, nope. I think it's got to nope. be that way. Otherwise, you're going to be misrepresent fact, So the you. service is run by this very nice straight woman who yeah. is, I talked about why yeah. she does this, but um I was like, I have to be like, I don't want to scandalize you, but listen, I like a more dominant guy. I yeah. am a bottom. I am like, yeah. I, I was just like, going up, I was like, like he needs to be a pervert. Right, right, right. I was like, I like a little bit of sexual energy. I want exactly no children. You know, like yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm very like this like, because I'm I'm paying a lot of money for this. So like, yeah, let's not yeah. waste. Yeah. That's not. Oh waste. my god, that's also like my favorite part about it. Just imagining you, just like just to this, this Midwest woman, like, <laughs> the one on the like writing it down, perfect. I yes. am sure she is. Big cock, got it, got much. it. <laughs> uh, 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 donkey dick, perfect. Great, great. Donkey dick, daddy, perfect. Great, done. Um, oh yes, bless them. So anyway, if I've done it, like if I can't find anybody, mm-hmm. I'm breaking out Brian. Who's Brian? title of this episode who's brian <laughs> brian yes is what i bought with my bonus um uh, uh, right when the pandemic hit so i received the biggest bonus i have ever received in my entire life three months before i was laid off okay it was the amount of my salary at okay. that place mm-hmm. i basically got a full year of salary as a bonus All right and and this didn't cost that much but i just felt like i got money so like this goes in the bank, this goes to savings, this goes to that, and this I'm going to have some fun with. And right. a little piece of that fun piece was, it's the pandemic, and I have, it just started, we don't know any, we're still washing our mail. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I, how long it's going to be before I'm ever fucked again. Right. I'm buying a fuck machine. Okay. What? Whoa. So I have one. His name is Brian. Uh, it's in there. Uh, I just think it's funny to call him Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>